Was Columbus's willingness to sail into the unknown an act of bravery or insanity? To answer that, I have asked one of my closest friends and colleagues, teacher of psychology, Dr. Sherry Valencic, to help me out. It's time for a twist of psych with Sherry. Welcome to the show, Sherry. Hey, Zach, what's going on? Just drinking a beer. That's what I do. You know, living the quarantine dream. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking so, a beer with you. I love it. I love it. What are you drinking today? Since this is my uh, first appearance on your podcast or our first soundbite on your podcast, I'm giving props to my favorite beer of all time, Commodore Perry IPA, a great mixed brewing company from my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. Woo! Yeah, uh, a Pennsylvania person can't say that I, I like to acknowledge Ohio's existence, but I do love some Great Lakes Brewing, and that's uh, that's a that's a great choice. I love Commodore Perry. Uh, I think I think my favorite Great Lakes is um, oh, what's the amber called? Is it the Edmund Fitzgerald? Yes. Yes, I love that's the a, Edmund. That's Fitzgerald. a good one. It is. A and good one. and again, we'll have to do a Christmas program together to get in some Christmas ale. I still have seven left in hiding it, in my garage that's fridge. That's really not fair for you to tell me that. So well, you no, can have one next time you're over. I, I keep waiting for Great Lakes to come across the Mason-Dixon line and get into Florida. I understand that you have a fan base in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, and also in Quinton Bay. So for anybody who's up in Ohio who might be listening to this, this is my very last Commodore Perry. It's so old, it has the old label on it. So please rescue me in Florida and send me a shipment. I'll take a bottle until I can get back up into Ohio after this whole Corona thing is over. But I need more beer. This is it, the last one. Send more Commodore Perry or anything. Yeah, we should probably start off by acknowledging that uh, we actually day drunk a little earlier today uh, just to <laughs> just to set the scene. Just to touch base. That, you that know, was, any, was, any social interaction we can have is, 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 is you know, is necessary. Is welcome. Is yes. welcome. Yes. And needed, might I add. Absolutely. At this point in time. So you told us you're from Ohio, but since this is our first twist of psych, uh, could you tell us a little bit about you? And, you know, I mean, I know why I asked you to do this segment with me, because I trust you, you trust me, we talk well together all the time, we can bullshit like champions. But, you know, what, what, who are you <laughs> for the listeners out there? Who is Sherry? No. Um, so I am a high school teacher of uh, advanced psychology classes. I did not come by that, honestly. I got thrown into it. Um, been teaching. And mastered it like all good teachers do. Or, or I think I've mastered it. Not quite sure of the level of mastery yet, but uh, try every single year. Um, actually, is better with alcohol attached to it, might I add. Uh, but I've been doing, uh, been doing the teaching gig for about thirty years, and looking at my swan song, maybe in the next five or six years, perhaps. But I uh, really love what I do, and love and miss, might I add, my colleagues every day. And uh, in in my spare time, I'm mom of two and wife of one and live in a little historic house in the downtown area of my city and miss traveling desperately. As do I. I do. So, you know, um, the purpose of this segment, which will typically be conversational like this, because I like having that element in the show, is to answer some questions that I and maybe my listeners subconsciously have. And I didn't really think about having them until I kind of thought, wow, he's a crazy prick. 
I kind of want to know why. So for today, the big question that I kind of wanted to center our conversation around, and for you, us, it mostly will be you, uh, is what could possibly make someone willing to sail into the unknown, literally off the edge of the map of the known world, uh, with a better chance of death than survival? I mean, there's no nationalism yet. There's no real sense of national pride or loyalty. He isn't the ruler of a country or a noble. He's really not getting paid up front. And because of that, all my traditional answers are kind of like shot to hell. So, so what are your thoughts? So my, my initial thoughts was this. I was thinking about what kind of personality Columbus might have had. And I was originally thinking narcissism, because when you're taking a look at somebody who's got an overinflated love or viewpoint of themselves, maybe that was something that enticed him to do it. But doing a little bit of historic research, I really didn't find any evidence that he was that kind of person. So I started thinking about motivation. What is the, the driving force that convinces people or persuades people to do what they do? And so I, I do think that Columbus must have had some kind of intrinsic motivation, something within him that made him feel daring enough to do that. But I don't think we should overlook extrinsic motivation because the man knew that there were going to be some rewards and riches and power coming his way. And especially when you talk about money, um, most people will do just about anything for money. And so I think that once he started realizing he could profit greatly uh, by that, um, I think that was probably something that made him willing to risk all that. So just the prospect of becoming one of the richest, most famous men in Europe, you know, being talked about by the kings of England and holy Roman emperors and popes, that's enough to make somebody risk their lives. And I don't mean like, oh, and we're charging into battle risking your lives. I mean, like you're willingly hopping on a ship and sailing off the edge of the world, which foolishly makes people often think that he was trying to prove the world wasn't flat. That's not the case. But literally, he was going off the map. Well, I don't know if you mentioned this, but um, I started doing a little bit of research on him and his ships. And he named his ships after three women. And there are actually some theories out there that this was really about his need to dominate women. That he had some kind of hypothesis that there might be people that he would be able to have some kind of power and control over when he got to wherever he thought he was going to land. So he named his ships, the Nina Pinta and Santa Maria, all named after women. And there is a little bit of conjecture out there that once he got to where he got to, um, he wanted to dominate the native women that were he, there. He did too. I mean, it's, it's, and that was certainly something that happened a lot, but I never really thought I always thought I'm going to blame it on Columbus's lack of abilities, but I never really kind of blamed it on him as his personality. I mean, I, this isn't an episode of SVU, but now I'm kind of feeling like Columbus belongs on there. You know, I, I don't know a lot about Columbus's personal life. Was he married? Uh, he was married and widowed. Uh, his first wife gave him a son and his uh, second not wife, but mistress also gave him uh, another son. Um, so, yeah, maybe he is just this um, chauvinistic pig that uh, some of my colleagues, not you, but now kind of you, have made him out to be. Um, well, I know, now I know. You've, got, you've got money as a motivator, you have sex as a motivator, you've got power as a motivator. Well, and I think Columbus had, I mean, he had his fair share of successes. I mean, he was able to, to convince large crews of people to come with him. He 
he was, I, I read something that he was considered an inspirational person. So, you know, maybe part of it with him coming over to this hemisphere was also um, maybe a little bit of overconfidence. He, he really got, um, you know, that can certainly be something that could have added to that. And one thing we talked about was like delusions of grandeur. And uh, Columbus actually believed that he was like the sole singular person who was ordained by God. There's something to that too. The guy was kind of like literally saying, I had a vision. Yeah, and I think, you know, just when we look at you know, bias is just, it's a, it's a distortion or a flaw in thinking. You know, if he really believed that where he was headed was going to be purposeful, he wouldn't have begged for the ships and embarked on the journey without that. So, you know, I think in, in terms of a, a twist of psychology, you know, you can look at something like, like belief bias that, you know, other people may have been telling him, you know, don't go this way. He had a sincere belief that all of his know-how, all of his experience indicated that he had the right tools and the right, um, the right knowledge to do that. So, um, I, you know, I think that can be part of it. And, you know, certainly with a lot of decisions we all make, um, there are a lot of people who give us advice that we purposely ignore and go ahead and make decisions that sometimes turn out to be serendipitous and other times turn out to be just complete cluster episode. Uh, so, but anyway, my last question was, what is it about material items like gold that makes us all so crazy? And I mean, Columbus was willing to mistreat, mutilate, murder anyone he wanted to get gold. And I know part of that was for securing his legacy. But, but what is it about wealth and material objects that makes us so willing to do such nasty, horrible things? Well, I think it has less to do with your personal perspective and more to do with what everybody else thinks of, of it. Gold would have no value if people didn't feel it had value. Uh, you know, my little demons that I cover um, are other people's demons as well. So mm -hmm. I don't think that it know has anything to do with necessarily what he had as an original incepted idea i think that collectivism is a big part of it because our culture value if our culture didn't value chick-fil-a would the entire world be going through chick-fil-a's drive-through I, I only value chick-fil-a on sunday i'm gonna be honest with you i only ever want chick-fil-a on sunday and every time i'm like i'm going to get some chick-fil-a i get there i'm like it's fucking sunday uh so that that's my life um, but, well, that's awesome. So, uh, greed, fame, legacy, maybe just a chauvinistic bastard. I think you should uh, bring the sex, sex part into it because that's, I, I, I was just, it was, it was like literally the second piece of research I found. And I was like, what? But, yeah, that, that's, that's neat. I, I mean, historically you talk about how big of an asshole he is, but then you just kind of move on to, Hey, he's a big deal. I mean, aren't, aren't Italian men by stereotype kind of Casanovas and believe that they're better than they are all other type of men? But they also live with their mother till they're 35. So, you know, so. <laughs> so Columbus, Columbus freaking got on a ship and went half the world away to get away from his mother. So. Oh, wow. I, his mother might have been dead. I don't know. Her, his mother had a name. Oh, I meant to put it in the show and then I didn't because it was like a really cool name but then i realized that really matters nothing to my show what his mother's name was so i've tried to get the habit of not adding in too much like oh, see, I, I like all the extraneous information yeah anybody, anybody can go on wikipedia and read about the basics of columbus when you, when you throw in the fact that okay well wow he named his three ships after women and then he named islands after virgins well right. that's not in every history book 
Well, this a was little, a little Freudian analysis. Oh, wow. yes. Well, Freud's always good. We're going to do Freud. A little uh, teaser that I will be keeping in this is, um, but we got to do one final thing. You have your shot with you? I do. All right. So, um, uh, what are we what are we doing here? Do I help? We just, we just, I talk doing, about what shot I'm doing. Yeah, you got to tell us what shot you're doing. It's a theme. So uh, I, I'm a big limoncello fan. After uh, spending some time in Italy, so uh, I'm going to be enjoying a shot of Caravello limoncello. And I bought it out of all the other brands just because I like the artwork on the bottle. That gotta love artwork. Yes, absolutely. I'm drinking a Midsummer Hendrix gin. Uh, their their seasonal. It's really an aesthetic pack. thing. But well, and, 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 and I might add that I only have a half a bottle of this left because this was part of our day drinking earlier. I'm really glad that cut out because I don't know what the hell you're talking about. No, we did have a little, a couple, we did try the limoncello today. Uh, so, um, well, Sherry, uh, what I like to do is a, a cheers and a drink, and I like to get a couple pictures of us kicking back a shot. So be as dramatic about it as humanly possible for the Instagram page. Cheers. Cheers, oh, okay. salute. Oh, that's there you so go. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Cheers. Mm -hmm.